Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode, episode 15 of Wait, You're a Scout. Uh, this will be the last episode of 2019 before we break for Christmas, New Year's, holidays and all of that jazz. Uh, this week's an interesting one for me. I interviewed my mum, Amanda, which was, yeah, different, especially because this is about the fourth time we tried to do this interview. Turns out first couple of attempts doing it face to face didn't work but sitting over Skype with my mum gave us the structure to actually answer questions about scouting and her experience and not go off on 101 tangents. Uh, Apologies in advance. Lots of people say we sound almost the same, which, you know, we kind of do. We are very related. Um, Yeah, so I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, Like I said, this wasn't a conversation we've ever had before, so it was definitely interesting um yeah so hope you enjoy the episode so hi mum or amanda welcome to the podcast hi anna (laughs) yeah okay this is very odd i mean i think this might be weirder than when i interviewed dan having my mum on this but that's fine yeah so i suppose i'll start where i normally do with everyone else because i don't actually know the answer properly to this um as a young personage, did you do anything scouty? No, absolutely nothing. Um, no scouts, and well, girls couldn't be in scouts when I was younger. There were brownie packs, but most of those were full if you could find one. Um, no, just didn't do anything sort of youth movement style when I was younger um but did lots of outdoorsy stuff because parents were great believers in getting outdoors and being outdoors we had dogs we would go over the park through the woods whatever we'd build stuff in our back garden so yeah we did lots of outdoorsy stuff but without actually belonging to scouts or guys so when at, how old was I, what, at like 10 and a half, 11, I was like, hey, my friend said I should join Scouts. What What did you think? Yes. <laughs> Straight away. Yes, definitely. Um, one of the reasons was because you, you were a very social person, you still are, and you needed something to do. That was the thing. You actually needed to be doing something. And there's a point where I I couldn't do everything because it just wasn't financially viable. And at the time, you know, we for a long time we'd been on our own, just you and me. And there does come a point where you need to be going off and doing your own thing without mum being there all the time. Yeah, I like you. Not work for a while. (laughs) I like you, but I need time away from you. (laughs) Yes, definitely. And you needed to be with friends and make new friends as well, which you're also very good at. Was it a worry? Because uh, at the time, like, there weren't any girls in the group. Did that ever cross your mind as a bit of a panic? Because I know, you know, there must be lots of parents that still experience that now. Um. I think because the type of child you were, I wasn't too worried because you were quite good at holding your own and 
to be honest, if you didn't like it, you know, pretty much after the site, the second time you went, you'd have turned around and said, this is what's happening and I don't want to be there. Um, but no, because, I mean, to be honest, you went there, not only was one of your best friends there, who happens to be a boy, um, you realised you knew quite a few of the guys that were there. And so, oh, it's you, you know, oh, okay. This is a bit different, um, but you sort of knew each other from school or from around, and that was a bonus, I think. And then you sort, and you did make friends with the others, and you guys became quite a tight knit group. Um, but yeah, you, I think because of the way you were, it was good. But at the same time, it's a case of well, you'd already tried, you had tried going to girls' brigade. And you just didn't seem comfortable being around that many girls all at once, <laughs> to be honest. And you were a little bit bored because they didn't quite do activities that got you, well, for, I don't know how to put it, mentally stimulating. Yeah. You, you were quite bored there because a lot of the things you were doing, you'd been doing at home with me for a long time so yeah it was you went there and got to see and do new stuff and you're coming home telling me oh we did fire lighting and we did this and we did all these other exciting things that you you know you don't let your kids do at home yeah I'm not going to give you a box of matches and say go start a fire um but in a controlled place With people who actually know what they're doing, you were lighting fires, cooking stuff, and going, "Oh, Mum, I don't need dinner. I've just had, <laughs> you know, we we made, you know, I don't know, we made pizza on an open fire. We've done this. We've made, you know, I've tasted s'mores, and I'm going, what a hell of s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were never a fan. <laughs> no, wasn't a fan. Too much marshmallow. <laughs> So I suppose one of the things like obviously the idea when I was younger of going camping really excited me but again with that whole one it was new to both of us and two you know actually being in that environment of I was well there was one girl for a bit and then it was just me and then there was another few girls and it was you know there were times where I went and you stayed (laughs) yeah well that's my first summer camp I was the only one going from my group what was that like from a parent perspective? Because I thought it was fine. I was like, great, I'm going to meet new people. But yeah, well, yeah, it's, it is a little bit nerve wracking. But at the same time, if you, from a parent's point of view, if you don't let you go and do these things, I'm not get, like, giving you the opportunity to have the new experiences. And yes, all the fears are there of, oh, my God, I'm giving you over to people that I don't really know. <laughs> um, you know I'm going, I know one leader who, and I only know him because, one, he's your scout leader and he's the dad of your best friend. <laughs> I mean, that was handy. Yeah, that was handy. But at the same time, it's like, oh, you're a new leader. You know, and it's like meeting... Mr. T for the first time, <laughs> you know, and meeting Matt and going, oh, hi, and now you're best friends with Matt. And 
you know, we all know each other really well. But it is a bit nerve I am standing there looking at this chap going, I'm handing my daughter over to you and I have no idea who you are. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually thought of it that way. In my head, they're all just scout leaders, so it's fine. <laughs> and that's the thing to you, they're scout leaders, whether they're male or female. But you are handing this person, you know, this small person over to some stranger, basically. Yeah. How do you how do you deal with that, though, as a parent, like from that sort of I know you're saying that you have to let your children do that. But obviously you have those worries in your head. What do you what do you think is helpful? I mean, from a leader perspective and actually from a parent perspective to kind of get over that thing. Let's do the parent bit first. That is you make sure your child knows what basically what's right and wrong and all the safeguarding stuff. Okay, and knows how to basically shout very loudly and make sure that you know if anything untoward because everyone thinks of the worst case scenario you know you hear the things on the telly and all the rest of it yeah and just make sure that they know that just be aware and it's like if a grown-up says no you listen to the grown-up there's a reason why they're telling you you cannot do this particular thing yeah um yeah even if it's climbing a tree if they tell you to come down there is a really good reason why you can't climb that particular tree but by the same time if you're going I don't I can't do this or I don't want to do this the grown-ups should be respecting that as well um and again the other coin is from a leader's point of view you've got the you've got to take it seriously you are now in loco parentis you are that child's parent for the day weekend week whatever it is and you have to be sure and careful and think of it from the point of view most leaders do have children yeah uh, or they know younger children um or have or have experienced it so they've got enough intelligence to know that you know you have to treat the child like you would be treating your own you have to be as you know you would be careful with your own child yeah you need to be careful with somebody else's if anything you're probably more careful yeah I was gonna say I, I mean I, from when you were a leader and from other leaders who have children they always seem to be nicer to everyone else's child than their own <laughs> they're like no no you're not my problem we're at camp or it's a scout night go away that leader can deal with you I'm dealing with all the other children it's like my yeah. being your parent <laughs> yes that's it you do find that parents are a little bit harsher on their own kids but that yeah I that's natural instinct and also it's the thing of while I'm busy with my own child I'm not looking after the other people's children yeah, yeah. where I know that I can hand you over to uh, my fellow scout leader to deal with yeah who will deal with you fairly and without bias where I would be biased yeah so, I mean from so going into that there was actually a point where you became a beaver scout leader actually yeah. near when I was leaving the scout group so what made you initially join for yourself because that was a section that I wasn't part of and it I think it's a bit different from other leaders who might go in as 
well, my child's in that section. I take them there every week. Maybe they want to get involved. You kind of went the other way. What yeah. led to that whole thing? Um, well, I did start off by just being, there were some nights where the male scout leaders said, you know, it'd be good to have a female around for some of the things that they were doing, just to have a female presence there. So I did do that. And then the I conversation like went the on. I first date nights, wasn't it? Like when we did yeah. that, made a bits and pieces, we were like, can you just hover? <laughs> yeah. You know, just, just for, you know, maybe answer some of the questions that we're not quite good enough to answer <laughs> from the female perspective. Um, yeah, because you did cover everything. So it's good to have a female yeah. around. Um, but, yeah, it was just conversations that were had. And then it was like, oh, the beef group, you know, we have got kids waiting, brothers and sisters of kids already in cubs and scouts that want to come. So conversations were had. and that fabled hour and a half a week was yeah. out and I sort of already figured that it was going to be a little bit more than an hour and a half a week <laughs> but it was something that I felt you know even if I'm just starting it up and I can hand it you know whatever happens we'll see how it goes maybe I'll stay maybe I'll hand it over they just need someone to get it going and pushing it along a bit and Lo and behold, I became Beaver Scout leader. And I think one of the reasons I picked, I said yes to doing the Beavers rather than going into Scouts is because I'm very conscious of not encroaching on your space. Yeah. I didn't, because I was there, it'd be like, oh, you know, it's like Anna's mum's around all the time. And one of the things as well is that I'd turn up and it'd be always Anna's mum. In scouting, I'm I have three names, or I had three names when I was in scouting. Um, the first one was Anna's mum. The second one was Badger, which is my scout name, and the third one, which only a very very select few people ever said, was my name, Amanda. <laughs> yeah. So being Beaver Scout leader meant I, you, and I had separate identities in the yeah. scouting movement as well because even as a young leader you know oh, I didn't get a choice I got told no you can't come to beavers unless I really need an extra body yes said to me to go to the cub section and actually my two friends that I dragged into scouting end up helping you in beavers yeah. so it wasn't anything to do with me until you went I've got a sleepover do you want to come <laughs> yeah yeah because that way we weren't because that was the other thing you didn't in- into my domain yeah. and I wasn't into yours and it meant that we both had a separate identity because a lot of the time it was oh it's Anna and Amanda yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and yeah you know it it means that I'm not interfering in your fun and I don't know what's going on and sometimes it's probably best I don't know what's going on <laughs> wasn't a bad scout anyway uh, <laughs> so what made you stay with the beaver section because you were there for such a long time actually it was a good like what five years maybe six right. it wasn't that long no it, not, it feels like it was it ages a long time it wasn't it was i think we'd got to about three years really i feel like it was longer 
So it was only about three years and I handed it over. Um, yeah, it just got to that point where just like there were too many things happening in other parts of life and I realised I couldn't commit everything that I needed to to make it as good as we were, you know, could do. Yeah, so it was, you know, one of those points where it was time to go, okay, I need to hand this over. But you did a lot in three years. Yeah. Still so long. Yeah, that's the thing. We packed an awful lot in. What do you think were some of your highlights from being a beaver lead? Like the things you think, like, yeah, that was that was amazing. I'm glad I did that. Um, sleepovers. Oh, my God. How many sleepovers could we pack into a year? <laughs> yeah. um, you know, absolutely unheard of for beavers to have any sleepovers when they go to carbs. And there's... My my beavers would go into the cub section and they'd be going, oh, right, here we go. And they've done another sleepover. Oh, and you've already got your five, you know, five sleepover badge and five nights away. And, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, oh, gosh, yeah. And, and your next one is, oh, your next badge is, oh, your next sleepover. You get your ten nights away from <laughs> home. And they're beavers, and yeah, and that was unheard of because if we could, we'd do a sleepover because their kids loved it. Whatever we did, they and loved doing that. When so, beavers were allowed to sleep indoors. Yeah, for one night, and you had like a weird twenty-four hour rule on it, if I remember rightly. Yeah, they could. It had to be for 24 hours, and they. So if they came in at eight o'clock in the morning, they had to go home at eight o'clock the following morning. So you, if you did a sleepover, you'd get them to come for either a late dinner, or you'd do it as a supper, a sleepover. So you could have them at eight o'clock in the evening, which meant you could decide, you know, or six o'clock. You then had them until six o'clock the next day if you wanted to, and yeah. then you had more autonomy on when you could send them home, and right. it much much better. Um, one of the things we did as well was we did a night hike, unheard of for beavers to do. They did a night hike. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Loads of us went. We ended up with some cubs. We ended up with some scouts came along to help out. We had lots of lead, every leader in the group took part. You know, there was the core group that did the whole night, the whole thing, and then there was coming to so that when we got back, there was food ready, there was hot soup, hot things all ready, waiting for us. Um, tent, you know, mini pop up tents in the hall were up, ready for the kids to literally, you know, that was all set up by the, when we left came back to it all kids with all this you know stuff was already in their tent for them just to put this into perspective because when you say night hike okay it's um, not the whole night <laughs> but the kids turned up at 10 o'clock in the evening we set off shortly after that and so, yeah, all the kids are a little bit tired anyway. And we went for a yomp through the local country park. There was a church, so we had a 
spooky bit of time there. Walked past the graveyard, scared half the kids. They loved it though. Absolutely highlight. Had a run round in the dark with glow sticks and torches in a field. And then we yomped back. And it was all paths that they'd all walked before. And we, when we'd done little mini hikes and things, so nothing yeah. was strange. It was just different because it was all at night. And we got back at some time after midnight. They had hot soup and stuff. And then eventually all went to bed. You know, lead, the other leaders that had done cleared up the kitchen. They left. And the core group that was staying up for the rest of the night, we all just like, yeah. You know, stuck a video on that if those that wanted to watch it could, because they didn't all went to bed. And yeah. I reckon by half past one, every child was in bed asleep. I remember when you started doing that. Night hike. I remember when you started doing sleepovers and you asked, and it was me, and there was Emma and Charlotte, and we all brought our laptops down. We had yeah. three different films, all quiet enough that you had to almost like sit quite close to it but it was on a laptop screen so it wasn't too yeah. bad so they were quite quiet the kids would sit there watching it and you get those that sat at their back going yeah i'm watching this film i'm watching it and as they start to nod off you just tap on the shoulder going go to bed and they would and there was always about three that would stay up for the whole <laughs> Being like, i am gonna watch it i'm not snoring i'm watching it but every beaver took themselves off to bed and i remember the yeah. pub leaders were like you've trained them so well can you keep doing this <laughs> <laughs> exactly I this it we we did enough activities that they were tired enough and this is some of the, the other thing it's like giving them that little bit of responsibility even with their own bedtime and going oh that's the most stupid thing in the world to do and yet I, I remember a leader from another group came to us and she slept over and she was absolutely amazed the children took and she's in bed already it's like yeah they take themselves off to bed you know when they're ready they go to bed and they know and yeah um we get up in the morning and we're all up before then and she's like absolutely unbelievable but no because we give throughout the day they have a little bit of their own autonomy to be able to go and do this and responsibility does kick in believe it or not you have a couple of hardcore that are going to stay up as late as possible and you have to tell them to go to bed but guaranteed five minutes in this morning yeah there's no you know no messing around because you give them their own responsibility and yeah, because that's the one thing I always did with beavers, was give them their own responsibility. They made their rules up for what we did in the group, how you, your behavioural rules. They did it. And they would police themselves, which was quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> they would tell us, it's like, no, I've told him, he's got to stop doing that. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You did have some strange beavers. They were well, mostly well behaved. It was shocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're pretty good cubs as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure how you manage that. Cubs are cubs are an anomaly to me. Uh, Great. Right. When they got to scouts, um, one of the scout leaders said, Yeah, I can always tell the ones that 
are yours. <laughs> Not a bad compliment. I'd take That's that. A bad compliment. I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, mostly because of me, you're still sort of involved in scouting. <laughs> Yes, very loosely, but yeah. Normally, when I go, Mum, I need some help. But do you ever think in the future you'd like to go back to it at some point, or do you think you've sort of, to an extent, shut a door on it? Um, this is a weird thing. I don't think you ever really shut the door because even through you, there are still friends that I have. From, from when I started being a beaver leader and yeah. different bits and pieces that I've done throughout and the people I know. But, you know, I can, if I need some help or something, I oh, I know who could, might be able to help me or I'll get a call or a text going, oh, you know, could you, you know, do you think you could do this or do you know someone? thinking, oh, I know who I can ask, you know, it's that sort of thing. There's always that link with people, even if it's, you know, been a long time, you still have that thing of we were together, even as adult leaders. It's still the thing of like, yeah, there's someone you can call on to come and do something. You know, it's like, oh, I know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just for, obviously, those that don't know you listening to the podcast, what do you do for your day day job, Mum? (laughs) Well, I have had several day jobs um, through my career, Um, to be honest. I did actually get a job when I was a beaver leader because I was a beaver leader. Um, Lovely lady who was helping out. I discovered that I was going to be made redundant yeah. and I mentioned this to the other beaver leaders and one of them was a lovely lady that part-time helped out and she went, oh, let me have a conversation with somebody. Next thing comes back and said, you've got an interview with, <laughs> with my um, daughter who's an assistant manager at Lip. So I went and did that and she took me on and that's what I did. And I've done a few other jobs in retail as well. Um, I've worked in fashion. I've worked in, dare I say, mother care as well. Um, That was interesting. Lovely, some lovely, lovely people there. Um, And then I've gone back to it. So I now work at Mountain Warehouse. So all that scout. Yeah, I have to say your discount is very helpful as a scout leader. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, I know it's good for something. Um, no, I work in the outdoor outdoor retail industry and the knowledge I've gained from doing even just beavers. Um and learning about the equipment from both sides helped knowledge I learned from working in the outdoor stores helped me with my beavers and learning from other leaders and doing my leader training helped me a lot with my job so yeah I surprisingly 
when someone comes into the store, I actually do know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and I suppose what they're talking about when you get like, I mean, you've told me stories of parents have come going, go, oh, my child's going on this hike or they've got the DV and the list says that they need this and I don't know what any of it means. And you just go, it's fine. I've been there before. Exactly. <laughs> My daughter's done it. My son's done it. Like, <laughs> yeah, no problem. You know, you, I can actually spot the parents now. They come in and they just look, have this look, and you go, "Gary, how do you know? Come with me. <laughs> Let me show you what your child from silver gold. This right, let all oh, silver, no problem. So they do actually have a clue what they're doing, yeah. what's on their list." <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And most of it is the same thing, you know, so DV, Scout Camp, First Scout Camps and all this and you know, trying to talk the parent out of no, your child does not need the eighty litre bag for their hike. Especially when they're in cubs. <laughs> exactly. There was actually, you know, the fact story, but it is true, there are I the mother was standing there asking, saying, you know, the 80 litre. And I went, well, who is for? Oh, it's for him. Turn around, look at the young man. And I'm quite a short person. And this young lad was about my height and half my build. And I just looked at him and went, he can fit inside the bag. Don't be silly. <laughs> well, at least you didn't let her buy something that wouldn't have helped him. <laughs> I said, no, you can take the 80 litre bag and your the leader will throw it back at you and say, don't be silly. <laughs> so just going back to what you did in scouting, what's what's something that you miss most about it? Oh, oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> what do I miss? Um... Well, we can start with the easier one. What don't you miss? <laughs> <laughs> that extra time when it's supposed to be an hour and a half uh, <laughs> and paperwork. Um, that's the big one um, all this keeping update of records and things um, yeah those bits and then spending time trying to think of something new for the children to do um, especially with beavers finding out that oh we're going to do volcanoes next week and one of the lovely ladies I work with, the beavers, come in and go, guess what I clean, cleaned up? She helped out in the store and went, they did volcanoes. It's like, no! Now we've got to think of something else to do next week. Yeah, because yeah, most of your beavers came from, like, two primary schools near the hall. And if one had done it, then the other primary school would yeah. probably be going to do it the following week. So uh, we'd have to think of go. Oh, okay, let's find something else new to do. And, yeah, we'd just get... Yeah, I think I miss not being creative with the program. And yeah. I don't mean just make the creative bit. I mean, actually looking at the Beaver program and going, right, how can I incorporate it for the kids that we've got right now that they'll yeah. understand it and it's not long-winded and, you know, how, how quickly can we get through the really boring bit? And, yeah. you know, it's making things a little bit fun. We did um, Beaver Olympics and I had them painting the Sistine Chapel, basically, 
uh, lust lining paper taped to the underside of tables. They were given the colours for the Olympic rings and told to paint something Olympic. And they did, and they loved it, and they didn't actually make that much mess. If you're going to steal that program idea, anyone listening, for explorers, one, they will make ten times more mess, and because they're taller, you may have to tape it to the ceiling. Just words. <laughs> <laughs> when, yeah. when they're too tall and too long to fit under a table, tape it to the ceiling. Still works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they all laid on the floor under the table and painted and came up with some amazing pictures that you could actually go, yeah, that's a cyclist. Look, there's a cyclist going round because there was no up or down. And, yeah, it it worked. Um, so, yeah, I missed that. I think I missed that bit. Um, and the people. I think yeah. I missed the people. Yeah. But you said, like, you've stayed in contact with a lot of them. Yes. Yeah. Have. Um, Facebook's great for that. <laughs> times when it's yes you're all together with the parents and you can parents are taking part in things and then it's nice to have the bits where it is just the leaders um, yeah. from an adult perspective because then you can actually talk to each other and have and yes it's a so some of them are social things but at the same time you all talk about scouts and you all talk about your programs and you all talk about your different ideas oh for sure you're great yeah and that's how the groups move on because you're sharing which is really nice yeah and you sort of find out what people do in the real world (laughs) yeah it's a great leveler (laughs) yeah and I think sometimes that you forget especially because not everyone in scouts like talks about the other bits of their life this is one that I've definitely discovered I fall into the trap of forgetting that other leaders like what they do as their day job you really <laughs> do that but you really okay that's the hobby fine you just like it it's almost like when yeah. the kids say to you like oh but like when beavers and cubs and occasionally explorers have said it to me as well like oh but this is your job and you go no no this is my hobby <laughs> then I have work which is the other like 30% of my life and then somewhere in the middle is everything else but yeah. you sometimes find you do that with adults you forget yeah. that they've also got a great one. Yeah, a great one was actually um, when I was where one place I worked, a guy came in and we took him on and turned out. So I was his boss, like his line manager, where we were. So I was effectively in charge of him. Yeah. Yeah. We then we'd already discussed this and we went to a Beaver Fun Day at Gilwell and he's there waving at me and I'm waving back and going why are you waving at DC for such and such a area because I know him and he's now effectively my boss <laughs> <It's getting>. <laughs> so yeah that's um yeah so it just we once we got scouting he became he was my boss yeah so it's like hmm you know don't you guys find that difficult and 
on both, you know, we're getting it from both sides, from scout leaders and from people, colleagues at work. And it's like, no, because we're scouts. Yeah. yeah we're scouts and we know there's a difference, you know. You know, you're not going to bring the scouty bit to work and then you don't take the work bit to scout. And I think sometimes, like, some of the best sort of, from my experience, like, line manager situations in scouting is remembering that we're all volunteers as well. So, like, even though someone might be higher up, I'm like, actually, like, for my DC, like, my new DC and the one I just had, all I'd think was, like, you're a volunteer and you've got to deal with, like, the bad side of this as well as the really good stuff. So it's almost like I'll give you, like, you give each other that leeway and, like, when stuff happens and comes up, you almost go, like, and we're all volunteers, so we're all going to take a nice deep breath and carry on. It almost, like, still puts into perspective of, like, where we all sit. Although yeah they're that line manager and I'm still learning from them and there's that natural sort of yeah. work management bit I think the fact that you're all volunteers you can it's it a different relationship different. yes it is because if I anything think, they've got less hours in the week off <laughs> yes and I think you do become I don't know it's a different relationship because you do become friends but it's you know, you don't become, I would say, best, best friends, but you become friends because at the end of the day, you're all there for the children. This yeah, is your yeah. goal, to get these children from six years old up to 18 and then into leaders. Okay. Yeah. And when they go into leaders, you know that they're full, rounded, competent human beings. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> And can go out into the world and be hi there. Sorry, the look you just gave me of like hopefully (laughs) But no, we we can go out into the world and be competent and not you know, be quite competent human beings. Yeah. Without you know and that's what we've done. We've got you through it and given you life experiences that you may never get anywhere else as well, which opens up your opportunities, I think, and your goals. Because I've seen it where kids are like, oh, no, no, this is, you know, this is what the goals are when they come in to see your explorers and they see them. And by the time they're leaving, oh, the expectation of what they're going to be doing when they go to uni or the fact that they are going to go to uni and college or whatever they're doing yeah suddenly their perspective has changed and goes you know what I could do that yeah you know I've had the opportunity to do something that I wouldn't have thought of you know and that's this whole thing it's like thinking outside the box and even the beavers that I had some of them it's like going on the bus for the first time was it was a shock for them you know, but I'm thinking you're you're six, you're seven, and you've never been on a bus, okay? And then we take them somewhere and go a different experience and a whole, and their outlook changed. That's the whole point. Their outlook changed. So from being very oh, this is what you do, A B C D, it's suddenly gone. Oh, there's another path over there. Oh, that you, you treat people a little bit differently and. You know, somebody would come in and do something. It's like, I never did that. 
And you do find that suddenly the expectations of the children, if you keep pushing them to do something different, you'll get these, the children that go, you know, I've got no interest in this. Oh, no, it's you know, cooking for girls. And suddenly, you know, the guys, the lad has now become a superstar chef. What do you do? Shown how to cook at scale. So just go back to like what you've been saying now and touching upon. Obviously, I sort of mentioned it before. Like Thomas, my brother was in Scouts, and I've been in Scouts. He was a Sea Scout for groups and whatnot. But just from that sort of parent perspective, from both of us, like what do you think that it helped us do? Because obviously, we know from our own perspective, but just yeah. externally. Um, see from scout, scouting from that side the fact that I I suppose I got to a point where I didn't have to worry about either of you to a point of you went off to university and it's the thing of well there was very little I had to show you what to do to be a functioning person I think what was it? I, I went through with you. This is how you clean the bathroom. I think that was about it. <laughs> you didn't poison yourself by using the wrong chemicals. <laughs> I even yeah. remember you dropping me off. You were probably like, so it was you and um, my scout leader friend, Stad, who dropped me off because you don't drive. And literally, he was more shocked than I was at your, all right, see you later, bye. Like, that was it. Everyone turned and said, you're going to cry. You were like, no, she's fine. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) That was it. Yeah, it was, you know, we we went, took your stuff to the room. We went and had a coffee and stuff and went back. And then, yeah, we left you to it. And it was like, well, what are we going to do? We could help you unpack and the look on your face of horror. Um, no, you're not helping me unpack. The room was quite small enough, thank you very much. <laughs> We're just doing it. Um, yeah, there was no need. I didn't feel there was any need for me to cry and go, oh, my, my baby's gone off to uni because you were fully, in my head, I could see you were a fully functioning person you're a fully functioning adult and you had enough I don't know what the right word I'm searching for the right word but you had enough common sense I suppose and enough to get on and do and you know there were things that I taught you and things that scouts had reinforced and things scouts had taught you and then you come home and we'd reinforced it at home sense of propriety sense of this is the way you do it yeah and this is how you get on and you know if something needed to be screwed together I wasn't worried that you'd be going oh my bed's broken I don't know how to fix it you'd have gone okay where's the screwdriver and yeah. got on with it and done the best you could would you say it's the same for thomas as well or um he he didn't stay in scouting for as long i mean he did start as a beaver yeah and through to sea scouts and then he came out of it when he sea scouts um but yeah he still i would say he still has the same sort of priorities and dare i say old-fashioned with morals um both of you have 
so you know hopefully we instilled lots of it into you guys that sense of you know for instance on the bus some somebody needs a seat you guys are the first ones to jump up and say take my seat you know it is small things like that and seeing people it's like yeah it's like no 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 i'll come and help you it's not a problem and not ex and that's the other thing not expect a reward for it you know it's lots of little things like that and also things like just being able to get on and go yeah okay Here's a new challenge. I, you know, here's my flat pack from IKEA. <laughs> here's your screwdriver, Thomas, and you know that he's going to build it because he's going to look, he's going to read the instructions, he's going to go through it, and it will make it work because his it's the way you think more than anything else. You guys, you can you can tell Scout. You know, you can tell. I heard from somebody, a um, young man who went to university, shared a house, was doing the house share, and he said he doesn't quite understand they're calling him the mum in the house because he's insisted, you know, the washing up gets done. You know, he gets up. He's the only one who gets up and makes his bed. It's things of like, no, this is what you do. You know, you keep yeah. it tidy. You're sharing with people. It's different if he would be, he says, you know, admittedly it'd be different if he was on his own, but you're sharing. So, no, you, you know, you clean the toilet. <laughs> you do these things. And, and he goes, I'm the only one who knows how to cook. I'm the only one who knows how to clean the toilet. I'm the only one who knows how to wash up properly. Because they've never done it. And what's he done? He's been at camp. He's been doing it he's washed up a camp he's cooked you know he can cook over an open fire so you know on a cooker's an easy makes a difference you know? yeah although i do have a few explorers it wouldn't surprise me if they took a transgender to uni rather than the cooker <laughs> but, <laughs> but no i do yeah i think it's one thing that okay i'm not i'm not a parent but I can see it in my explorers, like their attitude and the way they say things and what they do. Actually, some of those things that I just thought were, I wouldn't say were me, but were just normal. Actually, yeah, they have come from scouting. They're things that maybe other people wouldn't do. Yeah. And I think it's like, from what you're saying, actually, like that's probably why I've gone into the charity industry the way I have, or the third yeah. sector, because that's how I yeah. see things like, I want to put that difference back into the world and I think that's come from it but I hadn't I hadn't twigged it until this conversation so <laughs> there are things here you want to put it back and it becomes part of your nature and like I said you can see children like I said everyone's amazed that my you know the beavers would take themselves off the bed they're self-police they would you know they would say, hang on a minute, no, no, don't do that. We had a very slippery floor in our hall and the kids would slide on it. And one of the rules they came up with was no sliding on the floor. One of the kids did it the following week. Oh, my God, I had to calm everybody down. It's like, no, it's all right. <laughs> you know, so we'll give him two minutes time out, all right? <laughs> you say that, but one of the scout leaders, and to this day we still talk about it, 
would yeah. every time he came down to see you but beavers would go skinny floor and do it on the floor and they all went well he's doing it and he's in the leader's chat <laughs> and joining so <laughs> i know but when he wasn't there <laughs> on on a regular night they would actually self-police you know the rule they made the rules and they obeyed the rules and if they weren't but that's the thing and as you've you know, with your explorers, they, I've watched your explorers, they do self-police, you know, they will give each other a nudge and go, hey, you know, calm, you know, should you be doing that? Sometimes, but. <laughs> no, yes, you do have to step in, like every parent does, but that's the thing, it's, yeah. you know, the kids are self, you know, it's like, oh, there's a way of, there's an expectation in the way you behave. Yeah. And that has a knock-on effect of everything that you do. So, final question to finish. Okay. I'd be here for hours because it's us. Yeah. Um, if you had all the time in the world and you knew that you could put your all into everything and you could just be in a section and everything else in life would just work itself out, what <laughs> section would you go to? What section would I go to? Yeah. Oh, um... I'm not sure because um, I've helped out in all the sections. Mm. Um, um, you know, like changing and whatnot, like go straight in and be I like, well, do this one. I think it would be either go back to the beavers or do explorers. Yeah, I mean, I have many of your programs. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've been stealing lots. Um, yeah, my Bible. I wondered where my Bible went. <laughs> I had to find it from your old computer. But <laughs> yes, yes. Our, our, our weekly meetings became our Bible. Um, nothing like rehashing an old program. Yeah, um, had like a three-year worth of program for kids that were only going to be there for like two. But still, you had three years worth of the kids. Yeah, it's boring doing the same thing again. Um, but I think of a new way of doing it. I would say, yeah, because I think it would either be beavers or it would be explorers. Because funnily enough, and I've said this to a few people, and they actually have done explorers and beavers and said the same thing. Believe it or not, those two sections are the most alike. I know lots of people go, oh, no, no, because the age difference. I mean, I say that, but I'm not sure I mean it in the same way as you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's the you know, it's like, I always talk to the beavers with, it's like, you know, with an expectation and, you know, I'm not going to baby you. Yes, you know, you're here. This is what we're going to do. And if you do it right, you know, you, you do what I ask you. You'll have lots of fun. And they cottoned on quite quickly. And this is why, you know, they said, oh, your beavers are always well behaved. I said, because there's that expectation. They behave, they get rewarded, this is what goes on. And I hate to say it, but the explorers are the same. There's an expectation of behaviour. They do it, they get rewarded for it. Yeah. And I think as well, like, just from drawing on those similarities, but from the other perspective, as an explorer leader, you can say to them like no and they know straight away that it's wrong or what they're doing and sometimes you know they might question it 
but it's in a different way. Yeah. But I, with some of the younger sections, it's almost like they're questioning it to push and to not. Yeah. This is not all sections, but like, like pubs and scouts. But it's almost like it's a little bit cheeky. But actually, sometimes with the explorers, and I think with beavers, they're a bit more, they want the understanding. And as well, like, obviously, cubs and scouts do question things and they want to find out more and be inquisitive. But I think you're right in the way that beavers and explorers do that. Because I mean, things like if you turn on like a sponge, aren't they? They want to absorb oh, this information yeah. and take it on. Where I think by the time the explorers get to that age of where they're questioning stuff and that almost the, the daunting I'm going into adulthood at some point they mm. question it and they want to soak up information again yeah in a different way like they're asking bigger questions and they're I don't know they're, they're just developing in a different way but yeah and no, I can definitely see the nice similarities between the sections <laughs> and and you know it's like talking to the mutual I talk to my beavers directly and it's like, this is what it is and this is how it is. And when I've spoken to your explorers and I've helped out on your evening, it's like, yeah, we're going to have some fun with this, but this is how it is. This is what the expectation is. And same way. Directness is appreciated in a different way. Yeah, yeah because I was always direct with the beavers because if you're direct with, the smaller, with small children, they, re- they do respond yeah. You know, it's like, this is what it is, this is how it is, let's get on and do it. Yeah, there's nothing else for them to think about and worry about. And the same explorers, it's, this is what it is, this is what we're going to do. But at the same time, I would say the only difference is, I don't have to stand over the explorers. Quite so much. <laughs> I think the other thing with the explorers, it's almost, uh, I'm being direct and I'm doing this because of X, Y and Z. It's explaining all of that thinking and they go, oh, okay, you've thought that through, fine. It's almost like you've taken the worry away and they can just enjoy it. But with beavers, it's like if you're direct, they assume you've thought about the worry. Or they don't, oh, but that's what grown-ups do, where explorers are like, no, no, but what's the bit that you're not telling us? It's like, okay, well, this is why we're doing it this way because of this, that and the other. Oh, that makes sense, okay. And they do it. Yes. And also it's the thing of, well, this is why I, I really need you to do it this way because then you'll see the end result and that's what I need you to comment on. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay. So they do it and that's it. And with beavers, it's like, this is what we're doing. Oh, let's see what we end up with. Yeah. Yeah. And then they comment on it. So there are lots of similarities with them. Mum, I'm sure there will be lots of people going, oh, well, she's mentioned what sections she'd like to go back to. (laughs) Not right now. (laughs) as a beaver leader no you can't come near my explorers unless i really need some help <laughs> normally on yeah, a walk that's fine that's right. fine <laughs> yeah no no i'm quite happy i mean at the moment going back into scouting re- in any sort of full proper capacity isn't an option right now no might be in the future no. but don't know yeah except for where me and dan might possibly need you for a sushi night or to make pasta yeah and all those other interesting things that I do well mum thank you so much for coming on the podcast Uh, it's definitely this is the thing I've had a conversation with you that I never thought I'd have so thanks (laughs) for coming on and yeah you never know you might come back to scouts at some point and if not so much out of it it's been interesting to learn so thank you so much mum you're welcome no problem
yeah, you know, maybe have you on in the future. Thanks, Mum. We'll talk again. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Okay, it's fine. Now I just wanted right, to make sure it doesn't off <laughs> and I'm going to stop recording. No problem. I hope you enjoyed that interview um, and it wasn't too difficult to discern my own voice from my mother's um, again lots of people think we sound the same um, so yeah hope you got lots out of that it's been a while since she's been involved in scouting but it was definitely interesting seeing what well, hearing her perspective on mine and my brother's scouting and just sort of where we've transitioned our friends even up my own explorers so yeah it was i got a lot about out of it and i hope uh i hope you guys did too so as i said this is the last episode for 2019 we will be back in january 2020 with season two uh already got lots of exciting episodes and lots of changes ready to go so um yeah i will obviously post on all of the social medias uh when we are ready um to kick off 2020 if you'd like to be on season two please do get in touch over christmas um it'd be great to get some interviews in while we take a bit of a break um and yeah if you're overseas in the uk a guide a was a scout ages ago and just want to share your experience or your kids are in scouting or you're a scout yourself get in touch it's always great to hear from you um and yeah thank you so much for your support over the past year please do remember to rate review subscribe go back listen to old episodes rate review subscribe to those two um yeah but thank you all so much for your support this year and i can't wait to be back in 2020 with even more so uh yeah speak to you then